Another episode of the Out of Sight in My Mind podcast. <laughs> Appreciate you listening. We got a uh, got a special guest for you who is already over here cracking up because I'm talking in this voice right here. <laughs> we got Falcon from End the Polar. Say hi, Kaka, everybody. How's it? What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate oh, yeah. the offer. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't think I could do uh, this episode with anybody else, and I don't think I would do this episode regardless if I didn't know how much you were. Uh, going to be in love with this subject we're going to be talking about today. What is that subject? Tell me again. I want to hear it. Uh, Well, that is a subject that is uh, the new album by uh, uh, sort of a little indie label artist. You might have heard of her. uh, Taylor Swift. Woo! Tay-Tay. Woo! She's, uh, yeah, I'm loving this album. Love her. Love her. I'll be honest with you. Love her, love her. I was worried because uh, the reputation, the last one, I think I listened to it like one time. It was like this is this is terrible. This well, is uh, not 1989, which is what I want. What did it do to her reputation? Because I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't. Uh, I've only heard the singles off of uh, Reputation. Yeah, and that's really more than you need to hear. That's what I feel. Like, it's just it's honestly for me the album got tiring pretty quickly just because, you know, the, the, I think well her stick is definitely being pissed off at ex boyfriends or, or trying to find a London boy apparently. So it's like. <laughs> That's that's kind of her her stick. So the, the whole Reputation album was just too much about like I think Kanye West and some some feuds that she'd had for too long. Who who the hell cares? Like it's the headlines for a week, but you but know, didn't she do a song with Kanye West? That Bad Blood song, like the remix that was on the radio. Well, I don't I can't remember. I don't think Kanye West was there. I think it was another. Though to be honest, I am not the guy to ask about rappers. Doing another hip hop hip hop anonymous. Yeah, because I didn't like it with uh, I didn't like it with that. I like just Bad Blood by itself. But either way, but that's, you like 1989, and that's what this album reminds me of. Is like it, she's going back to 1989. She's really got a lot of pop stuff. I, I would say the lyrics got like a little better, but I mean honestly, the, I'm not listening to Taylor Swift for lyrics. It's like I've heard these before. No. You know, a lot of it's just the. That's funny you say that because I, I uh, jotted some notes down last night, and I recall <laughs> saying really good songwriting for a catchy <laughs> pop song. <laughs> For like, a catchy pop like song. It's better, like, she's got big words now, like architect and stuff throughout the album. I mean, that's bigger than what she was well, doing. I think but that, it's like, it's, lyrically, it's just, she writes stuff that's relatable to everyone. That's yeah. everyone loves, you know, everyone can relate to Heartbreak and all the other, you know. I'm, London I'm, boys. Yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> the whole song about being the man, I, I kind of re- relate to that. I get what being the man's about, you know. It's hard to see her struggling with that person. I feel like she's fine. Right. You know, uh. But you know that's 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 an okay one. The middle part's really catchy on that. That one's not one of my favorites. On the man. Yeah. So let's, yeah. let's talk about some of the favorites. What do you, you know, we've already just had a tidbit before this started about an argument for one of the songs. Cornelia Street. Yeah. See. That's my absolute favorite. That one's okay. I knew you'd say that. It's 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 okay. <laughs> like I don't like the verses as much, but the whole. When she starts saying about the I've been mystified, that, that's a great hook. No, that's that's absolutely It's like one of those songs to where I don't really have a particular reason of why it's my favorite, but for some reason it's just a catchy little pop song. It's not too poppy. 
And yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, it, it's 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 the whole CD. Like I said, there's only like two tracks really across the whole thing that I I, I don't like the Archer that much. That one <laughs> you probably love it. I, I don't love uh, it, but it's definitely up there just because it sounds. It reminds me of like an '80s pop song. Well, see, there's. <laughs> I, I get that. It's not like I, I'm big into 80s like pop. It sounds like a Cindy Lauper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cindy Lauper. I can totally I see that. And for me, what what gets me about it is there's just no drum. There's no beat to it. Like, I don't need a whole lot, but there's no beat. It's just like this long synth drone kind of while she's talking about fighting. Which Who, who the hell is Taylor Swift fighting? Uh, true. Let's be honest. Like, she's not uh, ready true. for combat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just, I don't know. I'm not seeing her really going up like that. And I get that. Yeah, and now that you say that, I do agree. It's like the song starts out better than it finishes. Like the chorus is really a letdown. It's sort of like building up to something, and the chorus is just, mm, it ne- Yeah, whatever. it never hits that point. Yeah. Um, and then it ends abruptly. Just, you know, yeah. combat and just stops. And then I think he knows comes on, which I, I love that mm-hmm. one. That one is catchy as, I mean, I, that's one of the best ones. I don't know why that wasn't one of the lead singles on it. It sounds, I think it will be. Well, it should eventually. probably have like eight singles. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. 18 song album, which is, oh, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, it has a nice little bass line in, uh, in that song, does it not? Yeah, it's got. It's, I think he knows. It's like a funky little. It's just. It starts out. There's actually speaking of that. There's there's more instrumentation, not a ton, but there's more than I expected. Yeah. Um, she's got another song that starts with that little trumpet thing. You know, the Dixie Chicks are on that one song. Yeah, it's got them playing a couple of instruments, and you can hear their vocals mixed really well with hers. Yeah, see, for a Taylor Swift song, I thought that song was really good too, like for what it is. That well, see, that's when the album really starts getting kind of low to me. It, I, I like it, but the whole mood from that song on is much lower. Which is weird because she's got "You Need to Calm Down" and me in the middle of like a bunch of slower songs. Yeah, I let's feel talk like. about those. What do you feel about those? Because the two like main those are the two main singles along with "Lover," and I don't those they're fine, but n- neither one of them really stands out to me. It it grew on me. Me the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, this sounds like what I'm looking for in Taylor Swift. More, this sounds like 1989. I, I don't mind Brendan Urie. I mean, he's a good singer for Brendan sure. Brendan Cake. The, yeah, uh, <laughs> the the video is weird, but it's like I, me grew on me, and so did you need to calm down. Like I, I actually do like both of them quite a bit. I thought it was strange they're so late in the album. Yeah. I really thought they'd be. I mean, that, and it's that's really odd for a pop album mm-hmm. to have songs like usually your single. At least when I used to buy CDs in the late '90s and early 2000s, if it's a pop, usually your single is. Anywhere from two, three, four, something yeah, like that. Yeah, one to five, you're going to have a couple singles usually. Yeah. I mean, hell, I mean, that, that first Matchbox 20 CD, the first six <laughs> songs were all singles. And it's just like, <laughs> that's that's the way you should do it, though. I, well, I yeah. think, but then, like, for an 18 song pop album, like, you need to calm down, which the second single is like 14. Yeah. And, and me and is 16. For an 18 song album, it didn't seem that long to me. It sort of flew by. I mean, it might be. Long. It's I mean, an hour. I mean, it's good. You know, they're pop songs. So you're and also, four yeah. minutes tops. Yeah, but also for pops uh, for a pop album too. I thought it did a really, uh, really nice job at flowing through easily for an eighteen-song album and not having much filler. Yeah, there's no filler. I don't feel like there's anything like a lot like of- for a pop artist to make an eighteen-song. Like usually, that screams like there's going to be like. A bunch of thirty-second tracks of nothing. Yeah, I mean that's well, that's standard for rap albums are like that too. A lot of rap albums have you know a thirty-second skit and stuff like that. I mean that's just standard. 
uh, for all that, which I don't, I've never really loved that anyway. Even when rock bands do it, I don't really love filler. I'd rather just have songs personally. Right. But yeah, I saw 18, and that seems kind of daunting for now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you, especially you think just just in the 70s, they were putting out eight song records. Yeah. And stuff. I mean, usually you don't get 18 songs on a deluxe edition. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> quite a bit, I feel like. But like you said, it doesn't wear on you. By the end of it, uh, you still feel... I, I mean, I've listened to it easily a few times now. And yeah. it wasn't, like, daunting to where I had to completely, like, i got to get through this and get through that song before I get to this one. Right. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing is there's a lot of ups and downs. Like, yes, almost every other song is a different dynamic. There's your poppy one, then you're, like, your lovey-dovey, like, slower one. Like, you know, like, Cruel Summer going into Lover. Like, those two are two different, which let's go and talk about that because apparently you hate Cruel Summer. I don't hate Cruel Summer, but compared to all the other songs on the CD, it's just... A basic song, nothing special to me. <laughs> I think it's the best song on the album. Cruel Summer, I, really? <laughs> I I remember I was listening. I thought you like Lover. The best. Lover's pretty good, but I listened to Cruel Summer like a hundred times the okay. first night I got. I as soon as I heard that, I was in the car. I was actually driving to go buy the deluxe edition. I'd already downloaded it. But did you buy it at Target? You have to. Like <laughs> sadly, I I really that's one thing that's pissed me off is I did not want to go to Target uh, just to buy it, but I did whatever. You know, and I'm glad the, the little 30 pages of diary that comes with it. It's uh, how much was it? It's like 16 bucks. Or 17, or 16. I, I, I see. That's the thing. I don't purchase many, uh, many albums these days because you know I pay for Spotify and <laughs> usually I just stream everything. Oh, I get but, that. I, I, I told. I mean, so that's but just. But this is a CD. I would pay. I'd purchase. Well, I will say I don't actually like the casing on the deluxe edition as much, like because it's built around the the diary pages that she does, where they're just like photocopied from mm-hmm. diaries, which is cool to read through some of it. Uh, and then she's got like a bunch of blank pages, I guess, for you to write your stuff. How sweet, you know, whatever. <laughs> like I'm not really 13 and a girl, so I don't really need to do that as much, but I get why. But in the back of the little casing is just the CD and the booklet kind of together, and I don't... I, I don't, mean, that's perfect marketing for protein. It, it, no, like, it's it's I mean, great for what it's for. Again, I'm not the typical Taylor... Neither of us are the typical Taylor Swift fan. I mean, uh, ladies and gents, when I know we, when, we, uh, when we started this podcast to, <laughs> today, you did not expect... Uh, two men in their very late 20s to be talking about the new Taylor Swift album but uh, here we are and uh, I know I've made a uh, I've made an episode talking a little bit diving a little bit into music before and my likes and dislikes but I mentioned a couple times that uh, I like everything and I grew up on shitty pop music from the 90s but it still holds a special place in my heart whether it be I mean, well, I mean, some of it. We some would, of it's not shit. We wouldn't I mean, have, we would not have Taylor Swift had Max Martin not did what he was supposed to do. I mean, um, uh, you know, like Britney Spears and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Britney Spears, there's a song on this album that reminds me of something that could be on like the "Oops, I Did It Again" <laughs> album that came out like what '99, 2000, something like that. Uh, I think it's got a thousand cuts. Is that, that one is one of my least favorites actually. Uh, too. It's, it's not it's, my favorite. It just reminds me of something. I think you could put that beat and whatever's in that song, and you could have like in sync do that version, and it would be fine. I think. They, <laughs> I think it's like it just. It's the wife and I were talking about this last night when we were listening to it. It it has that sound where I call like the cup sound. Mm-hmm. It's like a cup beat. Like I don't know how to explain. I don't know what it's actually called, but. 
pop albums in like the 90s and early 2000s that's all you heard was that type of beat in those songs it's, it's and very, I'm wondering if she did it intentional I can't be I, I can't be like crazy well here's so, it's funny you say that because and I'm not it's gonna sound terrible to anyone like any real Taylor Swift fan that's not like us people I don't think any's listening so. they're probably not but like they would be pissed about what I'm about to say but it's like there's a lot of specific even on 1989 and this it sounded like they were exactly like other melodies off other pop albums like example that Daylight song the last song on the album do which you like I, it? it's okay but you know that she does that little speech at the end where she's right. talking about. So that sounds exactly. I'm like never the, a big fan of anyone really speaking or talking during songs. I don't. I don't love and it what, either. I mean, and that's exactly what Kesha did on her last album. And that song sounds like a Kesha song. There's another song on here that reminds me of an, of uh, her song Godzilla off the same album, like off this Taylor Swift that makes me think of man, this came straight from Kesha. There's actually one melody off Bad Blood off '89. There's one little feel that she does on the, at the end of the second uh, verse. Uh, which is exa- the exact same feel that Avril Lavigne did on one of her friggin' albums. And I remember because I was like, I've heard that before vocally. And so I, I just think she gets a lot of influence and it just comes out. Well, I mean, even. Know? So uh, I would totally think that maybe she could have done that on purpose because I yeah. hear a lot of other pop albums uh, in what she does, especially right. now. The uh, the wildest, what is it? Wildest, wildest Dreams. Dreams. Yeah. That sounds like a uh, Lana Del Rey song to me. I'm not as familiar with her. It's pretty much just that, like, slow, like, smoky type jazzy sound. I don't know. Well, maybe not jazzy. Well, maybe that's just what Taylor does, I guess, better than the rest of them is just taking the culmination of all the pop. It's like stoner pop. That's what I call it. (laughs) Stoner pop? I think that's what Lana Del Rey is. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's a new genre. It'll be in Target soon. You'll look for stoner pop. Right beside the Taylor Swift (laughs) Deluxe Editions, if there's any left at this point. Uh, let's see what other tracks. You, you know, uh, you know more about album sales and stuff like that. How is this? Uh, how is this album doing? Okay. Is it number one or is that? So who, was that fucking no was, name band Tool? <laughs> <laughs> it was number one. Um, I did look into this because I was curious. Because I was saying this. Obviously, there's been that whole deal about Taylor Swift fans being pissed at Tool or whatever, or, or really just finding out about Tool. Which honestly, like, I don't expect. Again, like me and this guy over here on talking. Is not the average Taylor Swift fan. Right. Of course, we like Tool and already knew who. He, I mean, knew who they were. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I get. Well, I don't understand why anyone's so pissed though. I've never thought that anyone like was that. Def- yeah, it's like, nothing to be pissed off about. Their, yeah. like, you know what? We, Taylor Swift's funny, gonna be knocked yeah. off. Like, okay, who are you, Brittany from like Michigan? <laughs> oh, you're just you're really that mad about it? Like, I don't understand. Uh, what I'd be happy that there's a, there's two different genres of yeah, music being I mean, able to be at number one. Like exactly. That. But I looked into it um, because one thing that Tool didn't do, I mean, they sold out of their, their pre-orders so quickly. Like, Taylor Swift had four different deluxe editions of crap. You know, she's right. selling album after album. Plus, they've talked about some of the under stuff that she did about selling digital albums and counting that with merchandise. That's mm-hmm. true. She's doing it on her website. You can't buy anything without getting the digital album free. It's like part of the... I mean, you buy stickers, you get the album. Right. You know? So... I, I get that, but at the same time, you're still getting the album. People are still doing it. Um, and those, because she's had more physicals sales than what I think Tool did. But Tool, every, they, they've got a new system now where every 1,000 streams counts as one record sale. So like on Spotify? Yeah. Or so I, do you I actually have to purchase up. it? Okay, what do, since, since we're just, we'll dive back into the whole Taylor Swift thing in just a second. But since we're talking about albums and all of that and sales and whatnot, how does Spotify streams work? 
like I said, that was just recently decided from my understanding is that so tool if if I mean they got a ridiculous amount of streams when they put their they put their whole discography on Spotify finally and it was like whatever millions of streams in less in like twenty four hours or something. Yeah. So what is that? Every thousand streams off of Lover. So if say for instance, if just some one person listened to Lover a thousand times, that's one album. Okay. Just that song, okay. Lover, not even counting the whole album. It's a thousand plays off of a single album. I guess that was decided that that's the average like listening listenability to a good album is about a thousand total songs. You know, okay. it's not counting like a thousand full playthroughs. Huh. But every a thousand uh, streams, I, I guess they count them from each system. But that counts as one album sale. I was wondering <coughs> if you're you know an artist like Taylor Swift who you know quite possibly undisputedly could be the biggest you know star in the world yeah i mean when you're like that do you even like how much effort do you put into physical copies of i mean way more than you know a relatively unknown band would well i feel like with with her i mean she her fans are really into it i mean hell i said i bought one of the deluxe editions I've got everyone, anyone who knows me at my cubicle at work. The only thing I've got up is three <laughs> pictures of Taylor Swift that came in the 1989 deluxe edition. So See, it's, it's just, like, I get people because that's the thing is when people are willing to buy it if it comes with stuff like that. Right. Now, and see, that's fascinating to me because all of her, most of her fan base, I would say, you know, 99% of them has not grown up buying CDs, especially. Like, they just know digital downloads and stuff like that, which that still counts. It but, is know. strange that, that she did physical, I mean, because I would but Maybe think, they're making a comeback. I mean. They're not, though. I mean, like, <laughs> so you can just face it, record sales, vinyl sales are up, CD yeah. sales are down. I mean, I was in Best Buy the other day. There are no CDs left. There, there are records, though. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's crazy. There are fucking records, but there is not any Yeah, that's CDs. even how Walmart is now. Uh, they have more vinyl than right, than uh, CDs. And the only CDs you can really get are like the greatest hits of ACDC. Oh, of course. And, like, Great. the and the Eagles. And stuff. <laughs> so it's like, is that really what you... I mean, who's really buying a CD? And whatever hot country uh, artist. Yeah, that's all Walmart says. Well, it's... The, I mean, but, you know, I guess artists are still doing it. I mean, I bought four or five physical copies this year. I mean, I know, like, metal, metal bands, are, it's obviously it's more important to them right. music-wise, but it's like, I guess they're still... Uh, people who do the album, the physicalness of it, and I honestly think though, like with the the physical copies for Taylor Swift, is like the fans who want it just want it. And, yeah. And like some people just want to have something physical, and they'll probably just always they'll never listen to the actual. Yeah. Album. And that's a good thing to hear for me anyway. I don't care who it is. Like that's good to hear that you go to Target and you, there's a big Taylor Swift display, and it it's great. almost you know empty. Like, it, it was glorious actually. Like the whole thing. It was and it was shopped. I went later in the day. I was actually worried I wouldn't get one. Just because I didn't know how it was, you know, how quickly stuff was selling, how much stock they had. But it was a nice display, and, you know, it was a cool idea of four different... Now, Target was running the stupidest sale ever, where <laughs> if you bought all four $17 CDs, they'd give you a $5 gift card, which is like, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to spend 80 bucks to get 5 bucks back at Target. So are they different covers? No, they're all the... They're, so, honestly, they I They have, thought, what, different tracks? Do they have bonus tracks? They all on? have two bonus tracks. Okay, I see. Have, I haven't heard those, whatever they are. I haven't actually even listened to it. <laughs> or are they just live? Are they actually yeah, songs or just like live, live versions? Stuff, yeah, oh, okay. I mean, that's what she usually does is just like her, you know, the 1989 was like that too over there, deluxe stuff. It was just, you know, so you get a different poster. I got a cool poster of her. <laughs> and uh, then each one has a different set of diary entries. Okay. Uh, it's just like, they are neat uh, to go through. But I mean, like, you know, it's more of like a novelty thing. Yeah. I want for the hell yeah. of it. But, you know, overall, I the album keeps growing. 
on me. Like the, every time I listen to it, I like it more. So, you know, if the first time I heard it, I was like, "This is good." It's not 1989, but it's slowly creeping up to that same quality. What is the song that's grown on you the most so far that you didn't? What it doesn't even have to be that you just necessarily didn't like it at first. Just you liked it a little bit, but now it's grown to be one of your favorites. Probably is that False God song. That song Dude, is like that sounds like baby making music. I, the I, chorus I, to that song is so like I can groove and jive to that all night long. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, there's something about that song that I, the first time I heard it's like this is okay, but like, even know, Michelle the wife when that uh, when that song came on she's like nope 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 I hate this shit because <laughs> it sort of sounds you know sort of R and B type stuff uh-huh. and she despises yeah. like it doesn't matter what it is she fucking despises anything. R and B type, but then that chorus came on, and I saw her over there like bobbing her head and shit. So that's I was awesome. like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. That song—that's probably the song that's grew on me the most, other than Paper Rings. So I heard Paper Rings. <laughs> that is a poppy song that I wouldn't expect myself to like, but it's grown on me. And in the notes, I wrote down, I wrote down, crappy Weezer song. Remind. <laughs> <laughs> It's they're actually so her website selling like a paper ring set of like Taylor Swift things if you you know should you care that much I uh, didn't order them actually I mean I would if uh, I was like thirteen I would totally that, and, oh, and no, I'm not I knocking would, that yeah. like like that's uh, that's I, smart. I gotta say I mean I'll talk about that for a second because I've been following her merch for this album has been ridiculous she's had <laughs> twenty four hour sales of limited edition stuff I don't I bought two t shirts I'm not gonna lie I bought I bought a cruel summer one uh, you know it's not come in yet but I I'm waiting for it. But th- there's been does so. Does it just many- say "Cruel Summer"? It does. She had one for every <laughs> song made, and she had one that's. Does she have one for Cornelia Street? And, yeah, I'm gonna get one. Uh, I will. I'm gonna get one. And we're gonna wear it. She had that Stella McCartney girl who helped her design. <laughs> I don't know. She was on that like lover thing on YouTube that I watched. Uh, someone helped her design some stuff, and they did like a set of her stuff. But each T-shirt was like seventy-five bucks, and I was like, <laughs> the "Fuck," you know, like. Is this made from Taylor's hair specifically? Right. Otherwise, be. I'm not that interested in paying 75 bucks for a T-shirt, uh, which I already thought the $30 one that I bought the Google Summer one. I mean, much, yeah, it was, but it came with the. But it was a bundle. right? It came with the album, okay. so I got the digital album because that's why. So I was, you have two. So that came with a digital copy, or do you have two physical copies? I have one physical and okay. the digital. I listened gotcha. to the digital on the way to buying the physical. <laughs> okay, so. so since we're talking about that, let me just dive in. Since we. I probably should have started off with this, but I want to know, because I've never asked you this, how did you become such a big Taylor Swift fan? Because, I mean, like I said, you and I both, I mean, this isn't our... So diff- I <laughs> I really didn't like her at all until one of my ex-girlfriends, uh, at the time, one of the songs we write, written that was on our first album, I Stopped Reeling in September, during the chorus part of it, I sing this certain little melody that she told me reminded her of, um, ah, fuck, what was the really big one off the first, not blank, shake it off, or is that the, uh, wildest dreams, no, damn it, I can't, it was one of the first ones, style, style, yes, style, that's my favorite song on that album, that's one of the best, and out of the woods, I that one's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's but too like, catchy for me not to like it. That's it's, yeah, it's way too poppy. It's beyond <laughs> the poppiness I can. Live. But yeah, so they said she said that I sounded like that Taylor Swift song, and so I started listening to it. And I just started laughing, 
every time I heard it. And then I just started loving it. I was just like, okay. But before that, you kn- did you know anything about Taylor Swift? Like, yeah, she was like that. Did you co- know Love like, Story? Co- yeah, like. they play that crap when I worked at the old yeah. grocery store. I mean, that's like. Back to December. Yeah, and like, that's the thing. Is none of the country stuff I like at all. I didn't like yeah. anything until 1989. No, I, I think get, 1989 is such a great Yeah, I was going to tell you, I haven't. I'd never listened to a full Taylor Swift album until 1989. What, yeah, what was the I, one before it? Red or something? The one that had uh, my least favorite Taylor Swift song um, that just repeats itself the whole fucking song. We are, we are never getting, getting oh, back yeah. together. See, I something. heard that song and didn't like it at all. I still don't like that song. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that Blank Space song. Or, you know, I, mean, I, I did, like, you know, I, I I did like that one song off of that album, Red. Uh, I think it's called Red. I'm up. But uh, it's uh, it was when like you know dubstep was popular, which thank God <laughs> that's not anymore. <laughs> like then that's faded out. But it had that one. Uh, I knew you were trouble. Oh yeah, that it was... has that chorus. It has that little dubstepy vibe chorus to yeah, it. Yeah, that's those aren't the songs. I, I don't like. I said yeah, it's it's funny that I got into the '99 at all because that the same ex girlfriend let me. Her sister had a copy of it. and I got to, to listen to it. and I was like, actually, this is great. And, you know, like I said, the Bad Blood song has got that one part from the Avril Lavigne song, and that hooked me, too, because I did have Avril's first two records, so I love those. I love Avril. Uh, I mean, I don't want to hear anything she's done, so she dyed her <laughs> no. hair blonde. Like, no, F- we don't F- need six. to hear that. But, like, you know, yeah, other than that, it reminded me of, I mean, it's just a good pop album. I mean, that's just overall, that's what I thought about 1989. I mean, there's only a few songs that I don't love on that one. You know, yeah, I thought Reputation would be better than it was. It wasn't to me, you know, but this one seems to come back to the roots. So, so from the three Taylor Swift albums you've listened to fully reputation is the lowest it's garbage gotcha I would rate the band (laughs) garbage as a higher pop album than than that than reputation I'm only happy when it rains is that garbage I don't even know like I don't (laughs) I assume they're on some like late 90s uh, like the craft they're on buzz rock too (laughs) if you got that album from the old infomercials I remember those buzz rock (laughs) I'm sure Lifehouse is on there somewhere too. Lifehouse is on both Buzz Rocks, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Probably double songs. Three doors show. down, Everclear. Oh yeah, absolutely. What did you call Everclear? Cow, cow punk. I, I don't think I called it cow, cow punk. punk. That's some, I've heard them be called that before. It's some <laughs> California thing, I think. I don't know. All right, back to Taylor Swift. All right, uh, Lover. Do you like this better than 1989 as an album? It is slowly beating 1989 but yeah also, it's already beat it for me and i liked i really enjoyed 1989 it's, it took a bit longer because the first time i heard it, i was like this is good there's a lot of good songs but it's not but yeah the more i hear it it's a great hour it, for, our pop album is crazy yeah. too and that's double the length of i think anything cardi b's ever put out so <laughs> it's like i mean the fact that i don't know just an hour pop album is tremendous it's a lot of material it's, it's, it's a lot of good songs i think you know i mean she she did a good job of making interesting material that's worth listening to again. So you said Cardi B, and that's another reason why I was down to talk about Taylor Swift and a pop album on this thing, because that's what it, like, when I think of artists like that, like Cardi B and your prototypical, like, top 40 pop, like Drake or whoever, it's nice to listen to a pop album that I didn't have high expectations for anyway. I was just going to listen to it because yeah. it's Taylor Swift and, you know, I know who she is and something to listen to while I have my headphones in. So, and I gave it a shot and it's actually a great album, especially for a pop album and how much of a star that she is. I'm not sure that I heard any auto tune across the whole album. Yeah. Which is, again, pretty 
I think pretty awesome for 2019. Oh yeah, definitely. Pop. I don't. I think everything. I mean, again, she's got her a great voice. You know, there is a lot more instrumentation than there has been on the last two albums. Even what little it is is still not a ton. But I mean, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. And you know, I think she's she's going to be on top of the world. Tool may take over for a week. You know, <laughs> but I mean, long long wise. You know, Tool fans right now are either hating or loving the album. So. What'd you say your least favorite song on the album was? On the Lover? Yeah, on the Lover. Uh, hold on, let me look at the list real quick. I don't need to Probably. look at it because I know what mine is. It's definitely London Boy. I like London Boy. It's not uh. bad. Like, I don't, like, honestly, and I'm being dead serious, I don't absolutely hate any song on this whole album. But that one is the most, that's the most generic one to me. I think either. But I just, I've never been a fan of whatever that beat is that is sort of like, a, it's not reggae-ish, but it's like, I don't know. Any any song that has that beat in it, I've never been a fan of, and it just threw me out of it completely. Yeah, and of I, course, I, I could care less about the lyrics. I mean, that's the case yeah, to half of that, these songs. That's one thing. It's but. really hard to really relate to you know, breaking up with me. I, I haven't done that a lot in my life, so it's just really hard, except for the guy I'm talking to. I broke up with him a few times, but other than that, it's been, uh, you know, a lot of more women for me, and she's not really into women from what right. I gather. But um, I, I would probably say... I mean, she is telling people to calm down a lot, so yeah, who knows? Very much. I, I, it's really, for me, The Archer. I just think The Archer is not that That's great. That's crazy. Oh, man, it's I remember crazy. when she released that lyric video, I was I listened to it, and I was like, well, this is my least favorite. Of three what Even more than the song, uh, it's the one second to the last song. Uh, oh, it's nice to have a friend. I love that one. It's got that great like, <laughs> okay. xylophone part in it and all that. Like yeah, that I mean, that's, that's what do you think about the opening track? We hadn't talked about that to open an album. I thought it was. I thought, okay. it, I thought it was all right. I mean, it's all right. Yeah, it's definitely like it didn't immediately grab me. Uh, like a cruel summer did for me. Well, see, I, I think that. that's why I don't like cruel summer because it's in between. I, I enjoy the first song and I enjoy lover, and it's just between those, and I just don't want to listen to it and go ahead and skip to lover. The the flow is is good the way the album is, but there is a lot of back and forth from an upbeat song to like a yeah a very slow. Song. I mean, I guess that's the only two types of pop songs, but. You know, it's either upbeat and happy or just Yeah, sad. for 18 songs, though, and especially for a pop artist, like I've said a thousand times in this thing, um, I mean, she does a really good job, but a lot of these songs sound completely, you can't, for an 18-track song for a pop artist. And she wrote them all. I mean, yeah. She's only got like one or two writing credits with somebody else across the whole album, which again, I just find that impressive for any pop artist. I mean, it's not impossible. Right, and anything, if you find like a top 40 like album that has 18 songs, like half of them are probably going to sound the same. These all sound, at least whether I like them or not, completely different from one another. Oh, absolutely. For the most part. Uh, you know, they've got the same Taylor Swift vibe, but I mean, again, with the different instruments and different grooves and you know, it was it was very le- it was much less electronic than most pop albums are. Yeah. Right now, I mean, again, for me, I, I'm obviously and the Polar will have a uh, me and Chapel, one of the other guys in the band. I think he's been on this show as well. Oh yes, uh, he's, he's in every other 10. band too. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> but we're doing the top ten at the end of the year, and I, I you know, I, I'm not saying Taylor Swift's winning it the, <laughs> right now, but I mean, of all the other ones I've hey, got, this one I'll be listening to. Is it no matter what? Like in my music episode that I did. Like I bashed a lot of pop music that has no real depth and meaning behind it, and I urge yeah. people to you know check Bash out it. yeah you know check out their own on music and like like what you like, but also try to discover know that things are out there. And I probably mentioned Taylor Swift, and I probably mentioned that 
I've, I've probably bashed a few songs heard, but the reason we're talking about this is because if I listen to an album and I like it, I'm going to recommend it to you, and I think it's a good album. When I, uh, when I was a kid, I remember Dad always liking classic rock a lot. Right. But then he would vacuum the house and put in Dido or Jewel. <laughs> That's a good vacuum like, music, the, Dido. What the hell is going on here? But then, uh, it's like you're saying, though, basically what it boils down to is uh, if you got a good album, you got a good album. Now, I don't really only hear Jewel or Dido, but he liked those albums and thought there was something worth listening to, and that's kind of where I'm at now. It's like I, I'm willing to listen to just about anything. Uh, pop stuff, it's, it's much harder to get me into. But oh, I mean, definitely. What she did with this one is, is totally worthless. Like, I don't have much pop. I have a playlist on Spotify that I just add new songs that I discover, and I just add them all to one playlist. And there's some death metal on there, and there's some pop punk, there's some poppy stuff, and whatever else, some bluegrass probably. <laughs> like, it's all, like, if I play that, it's good. You could hear Cannibal Corpse, and then you could hear... Taylor Swift right afterwards. You never know. And so, I mean, that's where that's what my music taste is. So, uh, yeah, this this uh, I know albums uh, usually people uh, you know critics and whatnot do a five star rating or whatever. But I'm going to do a ten. I'm going to ask you, what would you give this album overall as an album itself out of ten instead of five stars? I would give it nine, and here's here's why. I, Everything Taylor did is amazing. I do not think the production is 100%. Some of the songs are at the same levels. Right. For instance, you have The Archer, which is very loud, and going into the kind of quiet, I think he knows. Yeah. You can't hear the bass line that you were talking about earlier, that little thumping and everything. Right. I don't think it was mixed 100%. It's mixed very well, but I think it could have been done a little better. Um, everything that Taylor did is great. That's just me from, I guess, I'm in the music production side of stuff more, so I see it, and I listen to an album, I think about that, and... That's the one thing I would say is that the mixing could have been a little louder on certain parts. And there's actually, like, uh, other musical parts. Like, there's, there's a part and you need to calm down with. There's another great, like, marimba thing. And you can only barely hear it for a second. Right. I wish some of that would have been pulled up. But I'd give it, like, a 9, 9.5 nine if, if you count half ratings. Right. I Just because that's not her fault that she hired a bad mix. Only because I don't notice that as much as you do, I give it 9 and a quarter. That's fair. Like, you I, know. I, for it doesn't matter if it's a pop album, a metal album. It doesn't matter what I'm reviewing. I'm just reviewing it for what it is, mm-hmm. and for what it is, Music it's definitely song. over a nine. Yeah, so I give yeah. it nine and a quarter. It's not perfect by any means. I'm sure there's better pop albums in history, but Name I don't one, remember though. any of them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Name one. I mean, I probably liked like. a, I probably liked the Backstreet Boys album when I was in second grade well, better listen, than I'm this one, but I don't remember them all. I didn't, I didn't and I probably listen those. it today. I probably listen to it today and hate it, but. As of now, I could you know I could listen to Lover a few times and I'd uh, be all right with that. It's probably going to be for me the best one of the decade, 2010 to 2000. And you know, I guess 20. That's probably going albums to be the in best. general or pop albums. Pop albums, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. it's the best pop album of probably two decades. Yeah, you know, I'll give it that. You win from us here, Taylor Swift. So just contact us directly if you want to team up. Like I know we're your normal fan base. Yeah, we're exactly what you're looking for. You can break up with us. We're fine with that. You can write songs about it. It's whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Well, man, you got anything else you want to say about it? I mean, pretty much covered it. Yeah, we covered it. I mean, I would, like I said, I would have probably never done this episode if I didn't know that uh, that you would be totally down for it. Knew you probably loved it more than me. Oh, and, I love uh, Tay Tay. Oh yeah, Tay Tay. She's my girl. <laughs> but. 
Old Falcon, I appreciate having you on. Yeah, uh, man, thanks again for having me. I really right. appreciate the invite to do this. This was because uh, no one in the polls gonna let me do this. <laughs> so yeah. this is uh, this works out perfectly for me. Our, our engineer over there, Barnaby Jones, is shaking his head. He's saying no, we're not. So I get to get my Taylor Swift out here. Shout out to Barnaby over there. Give a quick hoorah. Hoorah. You heard him over there, although you probably just heard Falcon. <laughs> Listen, I am the boy. I can get it over here. He's. You try it again? There you go. <laughs> Thanks again for having me, brother. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. No problem at all. All right, guys and gals, I appreciate you listening. Uh, this probably wasn't the subject matter you uh, thought I was going to talk about. But, care. hey, out of sight in my mind. Who cares? All right. Appreciate y'all listening. See you later. Peace. Bye. <laughs>